This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! of the High Hopes podcast presented by Miller Lite. Another Miller Lite for Phil's wins. Playoff, Jack, we just get to the playoffs and all of a sudden we just start winning games now. Not the uh, easiest of wins today, but let me just start off and we'll obviously dive in it all, but let me just start off by saying, I told you we wanted Nick Cassianos here, Jack. Take your Schwarber and Cassianos pole and, and shove it never doubted Nick Castellanos. I never regretted my very, very, very strong stance that they had to go out and get him. And it was as much for his defense as his offense. That's what I've always talked about, Jack. How about it, buddy? Nick Castellanos not just coming through with big freaking hits, making the, the defensive play of the playoffs. Season of the last 10 years. Unbelievable. I thought there was no chance, no chance as he was running for that ball jack everyone on twitter's like how is dalton guthrie not in how is dalton guthrie not in like man how freaking about it fritzy you know it's a shame we're only gonna have 10 more of these buddy uh 10 more (laughs) 10 more celebration podcasts uh as we go on our way to the world series james uh I, i i i never lied to the high hopes people um and I, I try to lead them in a path that I think is is correct and noble. And as I open this podcast today, I think it's fair to say that we have something special on our hands. Like we have what, first off, we've been waiting forever for, for, for some good, competent playoff baseball. But I think there might be more here, James. I don't think this run's just going to end in the NLDS. They went out. And they played good, crisp, solid, great baseball uh, for you know nine innings until the, the <laughs> thing. and the, yeah, the, the Brogdon bullpen stuff. Everyone else was fine. Yeah. Just a, a few pitchers in the pen. We got some issues. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, I felt again like I wasn't watching the same team for the first like four or five innings when they got the 6-1 lead. I was like, this isn't the same team. They're playing small ball. They're getting clutch hits of two outs. They get two outs. They string together like four straight hits. Again, I felt like, what am I watching? Um, the but, other team is the team leaving runners on base instead of us. Yep. And and it, and the, it comes down to Nick Castellanos in that exactly. moment making that play. And I just, we, we talk about this a lot. We talk about, you know, when you kind of realize that you might have something here. The mm-hmm. Castellanos play and ending that game is the first time where it's like, we might have something here. We might have something here. Yeah, and and honestly, I've been feeling it over the Cardinals series too. And and what it is for me, it's, it's the vibes with this team. It's the culture. It's the, I don't think we realize, you know, kind of through the, the season. And because you don't get that like, glimpse into the locker room you only see what happens during the games and we saw some of it but I don't think we realize like how close this group is and and how much they love each other and you know we're seeing the the you know just this kind of electric thing with all them and and 
it's me. Like, you know, Ranger wearing a Castiano shirt after the game, you know, and boom, doing he's my favorite player. Like, you know, like these guys, like it seems like they really do like each other. And I don't think we kind of realized just how close they were. And I think, you know, getting in the way they did is galvanized them and, and winning that Cardinal series is galvanized them. And we talked so much on here about how baseball is a game of confidence. It's about believing you're going to go out there and beat the guy you're going, I mean, it's the most mono a mono sport there is. It's you versus a pitcher or a pitcher versus you. And that's it. It's like, go. And th- this team is brimming with confidence right now. And obviously there's some, you know, bullpen questions and I, you know, we can question how topper managed the bullpen. I had some, some questions about that, but I mean, Jack, to your point, it does feel like there's a real special kind of energy uh, and electricity, so to speak, with this team where it does feel like, and I, and I think it goes back to that ninth inning in, in St. Louis where it was like, oh man, you know, we can do anything. And now, and now it's, everyone's coming through. I mean, like, it, it seems like everyone's already had a moment practically, you know, outside of a couple guys. Yeah. And you're starting to, uh, you're starting to see them realize the potential that we all saw in them heading into the season. Like they haven't played their best baseball yet. And, 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 you know, the the games they won out in St. Louis, I, I said to you on that podcast, like I've seen them lose that game a million times, both those games, but they came through and they came up in clutch moments. And when you start believing, James, and when you start believing in each other and you talk, you talk about connectivity, like what, what Sirianni, I know this is, yeah. uh, this is an Eagles thing, but like Sirianni preaches connectivity and, and preaches, you know, getting to know each other. That Eagles team is really close. And what, what made the last couple of years so tough on the Phillies, it, it felt like they weren't pulling for each other and it felt like they weren't, you know, uh, all one team. They weren't all together. You'd hear stories of, like, you know, not everyone being on the same page. And this team is the complete opposite. Everyone seems to get along really well. They're dancing in the clubhouse. And when you have the moments like they've had, you know, where, where you're celebrating Houston, you celebrate after the Cardinals series, you become really close. And and you, you start thinking that you could do things that you didn't think were possible. And they went down to Atlanta today, a place that has been a house of horrors for them. And they went out and, for the most part, dominated. Besides the, besides the ninth inning, they got a little bit hairy, but got very hairy, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's say – well, it's funny because I texted Jack, like, I want to say in, like, the sixth inning or seventh inning, whenever it became 7-3. And I was like, has a 7-3 ever felt more like a one-run lead as you're watching it? And ultimately, it ended up being a one-run lead, you know? And it was like, man, you know, it just was like, of course, of course. And we have to talk about the uh, maybe bullpen rolls. I think we might need a, a, switch a up. mix up. Yeah. I well, mean, look, dude. I mean, let's just forget. I mean, Sir Anthony was – unbelievable yes. like it, it's i arguably the best he's looked all season in that outing it was i mean unhittable especially in the spot coming in that first inning facing the top of the lineup then just mowing down the, the four five six guys like no freaking problem Al- alvarado continues to be phenomenal by the way the potentially did you see his quote potentially the quote of of the season the quote of the year maybe the quote of many years his quote and as alex coffee tweeted this out but he was talking about talking to the Braves dugout and he said, Hey, uh, everybody, th- you know, everybody thinks I want to attack Alvarado, but right now no one can change my mentality. Nobody. I'm focused. When we come into the game, I come to hit the target. I don't care who's hitting ready for this strike one strike two and good luck. Like, Dude, like these two guys, it has to be Alvarado and Sir Anthony at the end of the game. Whatever order you want, I don't care. I feel like I trust either of those guys an equal amount right now. Uh, but like, I mean, you just have to take Eflin out of that role. You have to. You do. Uh, and you know, I've got the job done. Um, you know. And, yeah, yeah, buddy, no doubt. Yep. Shut it down. 
And like we've always said, you know, home runs are rally killers. So shout out to Matt Olson for hitting the home run. And, Good point. And a nice little single there. Who knows what happens? Exactly right. I mean, that, that keeps the rally alive. So uh, good job by by um, by Matt Olson hitting that ball in the ballpark like a total loser. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, Jack. Honestly, no difference between that home run and a home run when you're down thirteen to one to make it thirteen to four. I yeah. mean, literally same outcome. Well, some are saying that Matt Olson's simply a stat patter at this point. You know, <laughs> more of a me guy. Um, no, but, but, but Eflin, listen, it was, it was admirable. You know, the, the whole idea that he could be a closer, whatever, like just say, I, give me, give me 99. If, if you're going to be a closer, uh, you know, he's just, he's a, he's a, he's a middle reliever. I mean, let him just be what he is. He's like, he doesn't have overwhelming stuff. I mean, he's still like a, he's still a pitch to contact guy. Uh, his fastball is already down to like what? 93 today, 92. Um, you know, yeah, after, it, there was no movement to it, man. Yeah, after, it, 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 it looked like he was just serving it up there. Well, this is what happens when, I mean, he, he's not used to pitching on back to back days or pitching. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. I'm shocked. A great he's a freaking starter. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. And both Alvarado and Sir Anthony have closed games before. They both know what it's like to pitch multiple days in a row. I mean, this just seems like, and I, and, and to your point, I love it. It was a great story. We we talked about it. We waxed poetic about having Eflin, uh, Nola close, uh, starting the the clincher and him closing out. And then, you know, Eflin closing out the the first series win. Like, it's poetic. It's awesome. But, you know, you also got to win. And uh, he's just not as good as those other two guys. Well, and, and, and playoff closing matters too much. Right. Um. But, sir, I mean... I- I can't believe what Sir Anthony's done in his last two two games. It, it is, oh my goodness, it is it is absurd. Um, and, and today was like, okay, welcome back, sir. Like it's it's been a while. Um, and it's funny. Uh, I think L.A. told the story of like I guess Dave Lundquist, Lundquist was talking to him in the bullpen, maybe for the St. Louis start or St. Louis uh, outing or or at some point, and was like, are you okay? And Sir Anthony's like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. And he's like, well, what, what do you think's going on? And Sir Anthony's like, ah, I don't know, whatever. And and Lundquist is like. Just go out and throw strikes. Like, just go out and throw strikes. Let yourself do the talking. And, like, ever since then, like, these last two outings has, has been, this is what we expected when he came back. Uh, and he's been utterly, utterly dominant. So, if you're getting this Sir Anthony with the oh. Alvarado, I mean, I know uh, the, the the Robertson, to a, you know, the calf strain. I was uh, going to get there. I mean, I, dude. Yeah. And, look, you know, I guess when you're that age, you, you, that happens. But jumping during the Well, he's the younger than you, over, so, I mean. It's uh yeah it's, he is younger than me it's yeah. fair but you know what I'm not a professional baseball player Jack I'm a f- professional sit on my couch and watch those guys and then talk well about but it. that's fair but would you would you strain your calf from jumping up yeah, and down honestly dude I wake up every day and I will do things during the day where I will do the most benign thing and it'll be like up. Oh, why is my groin hurt? That's weird. I didn't really do anything. Yes, that happens. Mm. Like that's what happens as you get older. I'm serious. I just think that A Rod's calling him the most flexible player in the league. And yeah. Oh my God, I didn't think about it. It's A Rod's fault. It's A Rod's. Oh fault. my God, of course it is, Jack. What a great point by you. It's always A Rod's. Always, always A Rod's fault. Yeah. Um, but yes, Eflin, Eflin can be a middle reliever. He can take the Progden role or whatever. Take the take the sixth, seventh, or whatever. But the, the back in the bullpen, I want guys back there that can throw Chet and can come in and give me ninety eight to one hundred. Give me. Uh, stuff over uh, a location, whatever. Um, and honestly, you know, we talk about mentality and the mentality of being able to close out games. Well, I think Sir Anthony proved that in St. Louis first. I mean, you know, going through Arenado and Goldschmidt in that situation that he did was massive. And then again today, I mean, that's two innings of pure dominance in big playoff games. So you want to talk about, oh, the mentality changes in the ninth. I get it. 
Um, but also his mentality has been pretty good in big high leverage situations uh, the last two games. So uh, the problem is, James, is I don't know what happens tomorrow because he pitched. Well, that's that's literally. All right. I'm happy you said this. Let me get in this because it's literally my next question. You because he only threw 18 pitches, but, you know, he's hasn't been used much on multiple, you know, three days in a row, all type of stuff. You've got Wheeler, you got Noah going the next two days. So obviously you're hoping these guys can go deep for you, give you good starts. But but you know, it's honestly, I mean, Nick Nelson, right? That's the first guy off the off the bench in the bullpen, so to speak, tomorrow. I mean, we're 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 in a bad spot with well, that. I mean, Alvarado, I mean a righty. Alvarado pitches. I mean, you can't trust Brogdon. Pilati can probably go again, but you're talking about multiple days in a row. I guess you have the off day after that, but mm-hmm. You know, if if you get in trouble tomorrow, Nick Nelson, and think about it, I mean, Nick Nelson was the guy they would have had to br- bring in in the ninth if Eflin gets into trouble there, like which he did, you know, can't get out of it is my point, allows another two base runners or something, and you're like, all right, who do we go to to close out the game? It's Nick Nelson there. I That that was my biggest issue with today, and, and you can lead it into talking about tomorrow as well, but my biggest issue with today was... Was I understand at first I would I didn't understand why he didn't bring Syndergaard or Gibson in right away when he took Suarez out, but I understand the concept of of um, you know wanting them to come in in a clean inning, so I can understand trying to get out of that inning and what he had to do there. But but how do you start the next inning with Brogdon? Like bring Syndergaard in there, you know? If, why are these guys on the roster, Jack? What and again maybe Falter, whoever's not starting Game Four, and I feel like it's going to be Falter, but but. Whoever's not starting game four, like, why are Gibson and Syndergaard on on this roster if you're coming at the top of the fourth inning and need a new pitcher and you can't put one of those two guys in the game? Like, instead, you kind of mix and match throughout the game, use up all your freaking relievers, and then you're in a situation where they got lucky. They really did. Like, who comes in? It's Effling. If Effling can't finish that out in some way, you're bringing in Nick Nelson, Syndergaard, or Gibson to try and finish that out. You You don't think that's a good scenario? The, I mean, what are we doing he, here? He, he got lucky with that. So what do you think of the way Topper managed that and then, like, what it means kind of for the next couple games? Well, I, I like that he went for the kill. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's tough. I understand that. Um, but at this point, you have a chance to steal a game on the road in Atlanta. Like, use your guys that have been relievers before. I think I think those guys are here for, for almost mop-up duty or – Syndergaard, I probably would have used today, um, and see what he's given you. Like definitely over Brogdon. I mean, Brogdon. Brogdon's been horrible lately. Like we love Connor Brogdon. Like he's our dude, but he like it's been a month since he's looked good. Like any, uh, it was so clear not to put him in there. I mean, on the midday show today, the question came up: Who do you trust more, Bellotti or Brogdon? Right now, I was like Bellotti by a mile. Like I was like, it, uh, like it's just what it is right now. You know? Yeah, uh, and just doesn't look confident out there either. Which is, you know, hopefully we. I, I, it's just it's it's not the right spot for him to bring him in on the road in in Atlanta like that that that's not a, a good decision to make at this point. But um, you know, I probably would have used Syndergaard there. But the the problem with tomorrow, you know, I I think that if they have a lead heading into the ninth, I'm using Sir Anthony. Like you have a chance to to go 100%. for you have a chance to go for a kill. I mean, you go up 2-0 before you come back to Philadelphia. I, I know that it's he pitched two innings. It was also just 18 pitches. I know there's it was 18 more, pitches. I know there's warm-ups involved in there. I know he pitched on, um, was it Saturday in St. Louis? I understand that. But you have a chance to go for a kill in Atlanta. you got to take advantage of it. So uh, I would go. I would, I would use, hopefully, 
In a perfect world, Wheeler goes seven tomorrow, and then you can go Alvarado, Sir Anthony for the yeah. ninth. If you're yeah. down, if you're down by more than two, uh, then I would you know use Bellotti again, use Nick Nelson, those kind of guys. Nick Nelson, that's that spot. I agree. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and look, I I think I'm with you. I would go for the kill tomorrow. Like if you can get the kill, go for it. And look, hopefully Wheeler just goes out and deals and look Kyle. Dude, Wright they stole game skip, one but... in Atlanta, man. Exactly. With you Ranger just said get Suarez on the mound. They already did it. They already did it. They already got you one in Atlanta, Jack. With Ranger Suarez on the mound, who gave him four innings. They went down there and they still gave him one in Atlanta. And yeah, we haven't even give him four. Yeah, three and whatever. We have a chance, James. We have a chance to go up 2 0 tomorrow before a potential closeout game Friday at Citizens Bank Park. I mean. With- is there anything more beautiful that than that in the entire with, world? With with Jack Fritz in attendance for the first time in his life at a Phillies playoff game. With Mr. October on the mound. So it That's is a great point. It is we again, buddy. I don't want to get I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. But there's something brewing here, man. There is something brewing here that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen. There was a lot of, well, playoffs this, playoff that. Oh, they're going to lose to the Cardinals. I don't know, man. This is a big payroll with a lot of talent, with Casty getting hot, with with Brycey getting hot, with Sir Anthony getting hot, with Wheeler and Nola pitching well in the postseason. You don't want to play the Phils right now, man. Like, it's as simple as that. You do not want to play the Phils, and what a time to be alive. Yeah, and and again, I I think you know it's funny that funny because like you know look, we've been wrong you know Mm-mm. many times many times nope. in the history of this podcast. Yes, I, maybe you know I think from time to time we've gotten something wrong, but something we were definitely right about was the Phillies going in without the pressure. Like you could tell as soon as they clinch, they look like a completely different baseball team. The way they've played, the way they've gone about their business, the vibe like we talked about, like. I really do think that drought was weighing on him in September. I think they felt it, man. Like, I really do. Because, you know, once that collapse ended, it was kind of like, all right, like, now let's just go out and play baseball. And they've looked like such a better team. And, look, I want to get into to Bryce and Cassie and all that, but, but just in point of, like, um, you know, kind of today and out when another, you know, they just have dudes who contribute. We've talked about the lineup being so great, uh, the bottom of the lineup being so great, the guys we trust the most. Another one, Edmundo Sosa. Edmundo! Edmundo! What a fun name, first and foremost. What an amazing trade, by the way. When when they trade, by the way, what a name trade, right? Jojo Romero for Edmundo Sosa. Like, not many one-for-one name trades get much better than that. But, like, I love Jojo. We all love Jojo, but he was not a factor on this team. And they got a guy who's like a difference maker in the playoffs for them, Jack. Like this dude is a winning baseball player and he makes plays. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we always talk about. It's such a cliche, but it's a, it's a cliche for a reason. The teams that win it all and the teams that get far in the playoffs have dudes like Edmundo Sosa who who make big plays in big moments and, and are not the heralded guys, but they're just baseball players who get it done. Yeah, and his defense was great today. Made the clinching play, of course, but you know he had the big double early in the game, and then he got the sack fly home. And, and that's something you know. At the, the for the last month, James, like you and I, uh, uh, mostly me, have been tweeting and on this podcast about like stop playing losing baseball because 
if there, if you haven't realized by this point that like playoff baseball is completely different than regular season baseball, it, it's been so obvious. And and it's it's little things in the playoffs that add up when it comes to winning and affecting the outcome of games and getting sack flies home and getting runners home from third base and getting runners in from second base, runners in scoring position. And, and you know, I know that Schwarber tried to bunt today. That was a disaster. Um, yeah, don't do that, guys. Yeah. Schwarber, Harper, like, you know, I know what you're doing, Bryce, but and I know it's against Max Fried and you guys are you know, tough lefty, all that. But like, no, I'd rather you strike out than than attempt to bunt and b- pop it out or whatever. But it's it's the it's the little things that they are doing right now that is making this feel even better. It's 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 the little Muno Sosa plays. The the obviously the Castellanos big play late. Veerling getting to the ball. Uh, oh, that Matt Veerling play that'll get lost, Jack, because of the Castellanos play. That'll be the one that we talk about. But that Matt Veerling catch on uh, what was it Grissom or Harris or whatever who smoked Harris, that yeah. ball. Yeah, like Harris. Yeah, he smoked it, and Veerling got an unbelievable jump on it, and just kind of had to hop at the last minute and extend. But you know, that was a really impressive play. Yeah, and they look locked in. You know, they look locked in, and we talk about you know having the 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 weight was lifted off their shoulders when they, when they made the playoffs. Like good take by us. I mean, talk about nailing it. <laughs> um, but. Also on the Brave side, like a reason why I like them today was it was a day game. They had been off for five days. It's hard to have the same kind of intensity. You know, the 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 tomahawk chop doesn't hit the same when it's not dark out and they don't get the flashlights going and all of that. Like it's not the same. It, it's not the same. I field. can't believe it's still there for what it's worth. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's like the the it's not. It, that was a good spot for them to do that. And and the Braves like. They did win a World Series last year. Like they got over the hump. Like, does this team still have uh, this? Is good. This is a mistake. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Don't, don't say not it. Not saying it. Not saying. I it. mean, especially when they pointed out, Jack, and this is freaking unbelievable. And I think it's the exact right thing to say after you just said what you said and almost said what you said. Um, the stat they showed during the broadcast that the Braves did not lose a series, or excuse me, did not get swept in a series this year. The first time in Major League Baseball in 18 years that that has happened for a team is unfreaking believable. They did not get swept this year. Think about the, the Phillies got swept by the freaking Rangers twice. Cubs, Cubs the Diamondbacks, like oh, the Cubs, like whatever, like all these horrendous things, like you know, like. So, like, that's a really impressive stat. It would be really, really dumb to think that that because of how today went, especially because they almost lost it, that the Braves are just going to like, oh, that's it. Braves are awesome. They were the best team in baseball from, like, June forward, and they did not get swept in a series this year. Yeah. The one exactly. thing, the one thing I'm, that I'm worried about heading into tomorrow, well, I mean, obviously more than one thing, but the one thing is that it feels like when a team scores a bunch of runs in the ninth that, that it carries over to the next day. Uh, especially in series and playoff series, it's like, oh, we we got them and we had them on the ropes and we came out and you know I kind of feel like that they're going to be uh, more ready to go tomorrow and that's why you know it's, it's nice having wheels on the mound to hopefully combat that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to say what I wanted to say because I know it's going to come back to bite me. Uh, well, potentially come back to bite me. So I'm not going to say it. But it was a good it was a good day to get game one. That's a fact. 
Yeah, and look, just getting game one is massive. And you know, John John Smoltz misspoke a little bit when he said at the beginning of the broadcast. You know, gay. I always say game one is the most important game of a five game series. It's like, yes, John. Yes, John. Unless there's a game five, obviously, then then that is the most important one of the series. But I get your point. And look, the numbers do trend, especially a game one winner on the road. I mean, mm. that's. They are they are statistically in a very good spot, but you know, we, we when does that uh, stop the Phillies like, from, from you know not coming through? That's like saying that the 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 most important pitch in baseball is strike one. Like yeah, I know, really. Uh, it's like thanks, John. And and for what it's worth, like I thought Smoltz was was terrific. I I think him and Joe Davis are. I, I'm I like I want to try and get the appropriate number and not be hyperbolic with this, but I want to like make sure it's like accurate and right somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion times better than Michael K and A Rod. If I had to put a number on it, um, I thought I thought Smoltz was was terrific today, but that was definitely a uh, you know kind of missed on that one. Well, it was but, watchable. I mean, it was like like A Rod. Yeah, and okay. I thought it was interesting. I, I learned stuff. I thought it was interesting when he was talking about the mountain stuff. I thought it was fascinating talking about like the runner at third when Acuna was down there and how that affects a pitcher. When he was talking about the shadows at different times of the day and uh, you know waiting towards later in the day to see what it's like for tomorrow. Like, Hold on. I just thought he had a lot of good points. Hold on, you don't get the same kind of knowledge when you, when you listen to me talk baseball. I mean, we, we talk baseball almost every day. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't feel, you don't feel as enlightened. This is such a you thing. I was comparing him to a rod and you have to be like, but what about me? It might be full knowledge. Like you weren't a part of the conversation. Like, what do you have to do with this? Well, you know, he waxed him poetically about you know, John Smoltz. I like, thought he did a good job. I thought he did a good well, job. Well, I was listening to Fransky in LA, so. Well, as you should be. Yeah. I, again, we've because, been over this. I'm streaming, and thus I can't pause it and sync it up. Thanks, buddy. It's awesome. Watching this Fransky call online of the freaking Cassianos catch. His call catch of the Cassianos catch is magical, incredible. Magical. What a call. What a call. Incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, listen. I, I caught. I was watching the first couple innings at a at a buddy of mine. I was just like, yeah, small C, small is doing a pretty good job. So, but Fransky in LA coming in clutch here at the end was awesome. Although although I was watching here and uh, I was in the studio because I, I just wanted to be secluded because um, I don't like watching with people. Um, and I had the the, the 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 I had the the feed before the TV. So like I was, I was oh no, which is which oh, is no. tough, but it was worth it. We got, we got a win out of it. Um, yeah. you know, and we, we survived. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. All right. Uh, I want to quickly Castellanos again, just, uh, I mean, he's looked good, you know, <laughs> offensively a little bit better. seems a little more comfortable at the plate. And again, that play defensively, um, I said at the beginning of the playoffs, uh, and obviously I said, I want this guy here and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said at the beginning of the playoffs that he had a really unique opportunity in front of him in that he is someone who had a miserably disappointing year after signing a big contract and coming to Philly. But, but he had this amazing opportunity in front of him where if he could just come through in the playoffs and help them make a run and be a part of something fun and give us new highlights, Jack, which I am like getting really excited about the potential for all these that we have now already. Um, and, and the more to come. Um, but that, you know, he can kind of completely change his narrative here as, you know, most, you know, people will love him if he comes through in the playoffs after spending an entire year being like, you know, this loser. Yeah. I mean, he, he can definitely change it around and, and it was a good start today. You know, people are, people are going to remember the casting on his catch more than they remember anything he did in the season besides like maybe the Salisbury thing. Um, and, and having that moment and honestly at the plate, 
a, a vintage Cassiano single to, to make it six one. You know that that's the kind of hitter that I thought they were getting. I was shocked the uh, the double got as far as it did. You know, yeah, it seemed like balls were carrying. It seemed like the Olsen one too. If you like, it seemed like every outfielder day was kind of like looking at the ball and being like, oh, I guess that's going further than I thought it was. You know, it happened a few times. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, but yeah, if you get again, you know, if you get Bryce back, who I think looked. Um, like really good today, and that should have been a home. Well, that was going to be my next question. Well, but so you, but if so, you get if you, you know. get both of those guys back at the same time, I mean, that's just it's such a game changer, and you get the Castellanos that we've seen again for the last decade. Like Castellanos oh. has been one of the best hitters in baseball for a long time, and and he just has not been that guy this year. I mean, like Veerling and and I mean, there was that stat when he went out that the right fielders were more productive than him, and it was like Dalton Guthrie and Veerling yeah. and whatever. You know, getting the version of Castellanos that we've seen for a while at this point would just—it's like it's—it's insane and almost like a cheat code in a way. So, like, I I couldn't be more—I couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, because I believe me, I wasn't—I wanted Schwarber, but like, I thought there was no shot they were getting Castellanos, and uh, and and the fact that they came through and got him and it was so disappointing. For them to get this version now is such a game changer. It makes the line like now. Now it's not like oh my gosh we got to the fifth spot in the lineup and it's and it's it's Castellanos and these next two batters are gonna be shaky before we get to the daycare like now it's now a pitcher's gotta think hold on I gotta go through well Schwarber and Reese have been shaky um and then and then and then we have to go to uh you know get through get through JT or a JT and then you gotta go to the Castellanos or Harper and Castellanos and the boom like it just lengthens the lineup if he is the Castellanos that we've seen for a while. Oh my God! It completely changes. It changes everything, dude. It changes absolutely everything. You know, the lineup is a completely different thing, especially because we keep talking about the fact that it's been, you know, Bohm, Veerling, Segura, Stott. You know, those are the guys that we've that have really been coming through for this team and have already made a difference. And Sosa have made a difference in the playoffs, made a difference in the regular season. Like, and and if you can actually have the the big dudes make a difference too, Leonard, then it's like. Man, the literally the sky is the limit for this baseball team if that kind of stuff starts happening. To your point, Schwarber and Hoskins have been terrible. What if one of those guys gets going? And Hoskins, I thought, had a you know at least his best day in a, in a little while. You know, had the double, hit a couple balls hard. I thought, you know, but it, it's it, it is such a massive difference if Castellanos can can bring this. And and like we talked about at the top of the pod, I mean, confidence breeds confidence. The more he has these moments, the more he has these. You know, spots where he comes through, the more confident he's going to be going up there. You know, it's like, remember when we were at that, um, the bar in Levittown and uh, Shaq Gleason's in Levittown, great place. And we had a bunch of people come watch a game with us and it was awesome. And also Milt Thompson was there and we were talking to Milt Thompson about that, you know, whatever it was, quarter of the season stretch where he batted over 500 for 50 games. And we were, he was just like talking about what it's like to see the baseball when you're that confident and you're that locked in. He's like, Jack was like, it's like a beach ball. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, it was really like a beach ball. Like he was like, it's seriously like that's, that's the thing. And you know, the more Cassie, I mean, cause again, Cassianos is whatever he is. If he's never the 309 34 Homer guy from last year, like that could certainly be possible. I think he has a real chance to be back to that guy next year and, and the playoffs, who knows what happens. But, like, he's certainly not as bad as he was this year. Like, there's no chance he just became that horrible a hitter, like, overnight like that, essentially. There's so many other factors that can make sense. So, like, for him to get to the playoffs and to to really kind of turn, 
and and have a, a, a change could it's it's believable is my point. Well, he seems and, like a, he and, seems like a confidence you know, guy too. Like he seems like a confidence totally. guy when he gets rolling, he can kind of get hot here. And honestly, for the first time all year, I, he looked intimidating at the plate. I was like, oh, this is the guy that I thought I was watching. Totally. Because you know? back in back in Cincinnati or or Chicago before that, it was like, oh, he always gets the big hit. Like he's the guy that's always gonna have that backbreaking hit. And having that that hit today to make it, you know, six one, it was like that's the Nick Castellanos that I've watched for a while. So he finally looked intimidating for the first time in, a, in all season. So. It- it's a great point, Jack. It was the first time I like the, those last couple times he came to the plate. It was the first time, and it, it was such a weird feeling because I was like, "I'm actually not expecting you to blow this. Like, I expect you to do something here." And that was like a strange feeling, Jack. Another sign this team's different, buddy. Another <laughs> sign that things are starting to turn. Nikki Castellanos coming around at the right time, and another dy- dynamite postseason or uh, post game presser too. You know, they asked, yeah. them, they were like, "What'd you do when you caught the ball?" He's like, "I saw it." I went after it and I caught it. So, you know, he's got his swagger back. He's got his swagger back for sure. Thank God. And again, that catch, like you said, you know, it will, it will go down. We will all remember it is the play of the postseason so far. I think the gene hit and that catch are probably the two plays we'll remember most as of, you know, so far. And, and it's kind of thing where if they go a long way, it, it could really be a special moment that we look back on and be like, wow, remember, remember that play? Cause it's a, it, you know, I, I, I feel I'm fully confident that if that drops, it's at least a double, maybe a triple. And, and they certainly don't hold on to the league. Cause we know how that was trending, just a total changing play. And, and let's get to it that you've alluded to it multiple times, but man, the today and, and really since the home run in St. Louis, um, the best, Bryce Harper, we've seen since he's back from the injury, Jack. Like, he looks, again, talk about someone who looks just way more confident at the plate right now. 100%. And, and, and it's it was the hit in the first inning. Um, you know, I was actually, I was texting with Franzen, and he was like, Bryce. And I was like, dude, I know. Like, he, he, he smoked the ball the other way, and it's like, that's the guy, when he is going right, is thinking opposite way. Uh, Reese is the same way. A couple guys are the same way, but those two, if they're if they're on plane and they are are, are thinking right center or, or uh, left center field for Bryce, if they are thinking up the middle, like that's when you see the best version of those guys. And yeah, when you get a hanger from Miles Michaelis, uh, you can you can deposit it 429 feet or whatever. Um, but in in this in this instance, it's like Bryce goes opposite way in the first, and then goes opposite way later in the game, and it just. It, 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 it He looked like the Bryce Harper we'd seen for a while. And frankly, I didn't know if we were going to get that guy back this postseason. It kind of felt like they were going to have to go out there and you, you just hope that Bryce can get it going. But I wasn't sure he's going to get it going. But now that you add that into the mix with Castellanos into the mix, you're still waiting for Hoskins and Schwarber. The bottom of the line still does their thing. Bohm even looks way better now. I and mean, Bohm was pretty good heading into the postseason. But Bohm now, it's like this is a, a, it, the sack fly was like easy, done, game over. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, you're starting to, to see this team reach their potential. And, and, and they weren't going to do it without the MVP being the MVP. And he looks like the MVP again. Yeah, it's honestly, it's the single biggest thing that could have happened for this team coming into the postseason term. That honestly, the two, it's funny. You know, if you could have said, all right, I need two guys to get Cassian's a bonus. I need two guys to get back to who they are for the postseason. You would have said Bryce and Sir Anthony. Cause you're like, all right, those are the two guys who are playing so as far away from what they should be and are the most important, you know, in terms of the Delta from the two and, and it, you know, today it certainly looked like they are both back and that is like 
like you said, just you know, there's really nothing that could be better for this team. And and to your point, it's why it feels like there's something special brewing. And you know, look, we we've said it a million times, but we say it because it's true. It it just really matters if you're the hottest team or the best mm. team right now. And we've seen it happen so many times that we're playing the team that happened last year. That was an 88 win team, an 88 win team. They went on be like what a 108 win Dodger team or 105 win Dodger team or whatever in the playoffs. Like that stuff happens. They rolled. They rolled because they had that swag and they had Jock Peterson wearing pearls and talking about us being those bleeping dudes or whatever the hell he said. Like, you know, like you felt it with that team and and I hate them. I hate them. That's what's so fun about playing them again, Jack, in the playoffs. The first time since 93, I hate them so much and they keep flashing their freaking extensions that they sign. It's like this, Austin Riley, mortgages future the Braves. Spencer Strider, mortgages future the Braves. Ronald Acuna, fired his agent because he mortgages future. Ozzie, it's like, what, what is going to, they, like we've talked about this, but how does this happen and how do they just bring guys up and now it's like Michael Harris, like this dude's a freaking stud. What the hell is this? Why do they have these guys? It is, I hate them. I hate them so much, Jack. And there's nothing I want more in this world than to kick their asses out of the playoffs as the quote unquote reigning champ. And they are the reigning champ, but I'm going to call it yeah, Mickey Mouse. It's still Mickey Mouse. Them. Exactly. 100% exactly. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Exactly. Like, um, uh, I'm, I'm really fired. I up. tell you what, I can't believe it. He started saying, recorded. Hold on, hold on. Jack, real quick. something we've never recorded a, 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 a high old pot after a, a playoff loss this is crazy. I know. And only 10 more, but I mean, are you starting to, you starting to smell it? Smell it. Team of destiny. Against the team of Destiny Vibes from this Phil's team? Who would have ever you're, thought? You're damn right I am, buddy. Like, without a doubt. Who would have ever thought that we are the team of Destiny? Yeah, I've seen yeah. team of Destinies. I've seen other teams uh, be te- the, the Eagles are team of Destiny. Might have a little Phil's run. Might have a be. little could bit be. of a Phil's now, run here. Uh, I'm watching on my second TV right now a uh, team from the other coast that's definitely got a vibe going, too. Uh, but, years. um, yeah, Phillies Mariners World Series. Oh, like, can the you Mariners. imagine would the world would the world explode? Would the world explode? The Mariners, oh, dude, the Mariners stink. The Mariners are the only how crazy. The Mariners the only team that have never been in the World Series. The only franchise that have never been in the World Series, no. which is pretty crazy. Sounds miserable. Um, yeah, I know. Can't it really relate. Is. Can't it relate. really is. All right. Um, Ew, Jared Kalenic has two hits for them today. This, it he might really be the Mariners year. Yeah, they jumped on him early too. Um, all right. Um, let me go through my notes. I think I got, by the way, I thought I deleted my notes at the very beginning of the pod because I was like so excited as I was doing that open and I looked and I thought my notes were gone and I couldn't find them. And then I found them. So, you know, the vibes are good. The vibes are good everywhere because I've got tons of stuff, but I think we got to almost all of it. And I know we're going to get to take back in a sec. Let me see if there's anything else I want to get to before then. Um, by the way, Nick Castellanos, you're welcome for wanting him here. I just want to make sure that was out there. Um, how about Ranger getting through two bases loaded jams early without them getting any runs from not fun, but, but um, I'll take it. Um, and uh, I think that's all. I, oh, and, and how about Bowman Veerling wearing the daycare shirts before the game? Like just of the vibes, the vibes. All right. What do you got? In the yeah. I mean, the, the, the vibes are very high. The Rob Thompson extension, I think honestly was a good timing for it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it gets them even more excited. And the stories of, of them, like, hugging Tomper and, and, and you know, it, it was cool. How about just them all tweeting? Like, there were guys I didn't even know had Twitter accounts were tweeting out about Tomper. Like, every single one was like, and I mean, geez, the quotes, Jack. Like, obviously, the takeaway is like, oh, yeah, they really like Tomper. But the, the big takeaway is, like, they bleeping hated Joe Girardi. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, like it's not even veiled. It's like, well, we just love the top. It really lets us be ourselves. And 
You know, it's basically like, you know, all this, it basically they make it seem like he was running like a, a fascist organization or something. He was like a dictator or something. It's crazy, Jack. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think it was Wheeler said something the other day. Like, again, there's another quote about the young guys being able to come up and just, you know, be themselves and go out there and have fun. Like, maybe there's a reason why these talented guys came up and, like, were not good as soon as they reached the major leagues. You know, I mean, like, it was so many over the last couple of years. They'd come up, they'd be hot for a week, and then they'd be terrible. Um, you know, like, like the, the perfect example is Ronald Torres last year. It's like he's playing over Alec Bowen, a guy that you drafted to be a, a, a cornerstone. And, and this year, you know, this, them able to do this, it, 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 they definitely did not like Joe Girardi. Uh, I do want to talk about Ranger. Like, it's too straight. You know, he was pretty good. Um, he was pretty good in the 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 brave starts that, and I was like, okay, this is fine. But man, uh, the Astros start obviously now that was tough because he's coming off the the celebration. Uh, but today again, like, just looks like he's all over the place. Um, not good command for a guy that is a command guy. Looked like he's kind of rushing to the plate a little bit. Um, just never found the arm slot, and I don't know what happens. Like if they do get to the NLDS or or get to the NLCS, you know who is it? It depends what Falter I mean, does in game. Up, you know, it depends what Falter does in game four here. Um, right, if it goes five, but I mean, I guess they could bring Wheeler back on short rest potentially. But like theoretically, you would have thought Ranger starts game five, but now it's like, you know, yeah. So it, it's definitely I I would have. I would have liked to leave today's start feeling better about Ranger, and obviously, I just we just don't now. Maybe you know, first playoff start jitters, and he's on the road, and there's a whole a lot of momentum behind the team. And he doesn't want to be the guy that screws that up, um, you know. And he still does have the ability to go out on any start and give them seven innings of shutout baseball. Um, but it's going to be something to monitor. Like if Falter comes out and dominates Saturday in a game four, if we even need to get to a game four, uh, that would be one thing. Um, but you know, I. I it was definitely a little bit cause for concern if they do make the NLCS. Like, does Ranger... You almost had to put him out there, but it wasn't a, a great start from that standpoint. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. And you have to put him out there, certainly for at least one more playoff start. But, um, yeah, it was it was ugly, man. I mean, he couldn't throw strikes. Really, until, it was until Sir Anthony game in the game, it was like no Phillies pitcher could throw strikes. It was wild. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, it was just straight up awful. There, it, there was nothing worse. It was two straight innings where they just they they made it four one and then they made it six one, and immediately the inning was started off with a walk. And it's like, <laughs> are you guys kidding me? Like, I, I don't want to do the whole you know uh, old man yell at a cloud thing or whatever. But like, you're up by six runs or you're up by four runs. Like, come in and throw strikes. Like, come in, do your job, throw strikes. You're a big leaker. Let's act like it. So. Um, there's a little bit of that today, but the fact that Sir Anthony again, you know, went locked down and Jose Alvarado were locked down, that is more important than, you know, the pitchers that probably won't be pitching in high leverage spots going out there and not being great. Yeah. hundred percent agree. All right. Uh, I don't really have like, I mean, we pretty much touched on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of time to like bust out for the take bag. Cause it's like, we just talk about everything now. It's yeah. such a weird format. We're not used to this. No, Jack. we're, we're not. Only our third one. I know. Yeah. Uh, but I guess hey, well, the last thing in the take bag, even though it wasn't really a big take bag at all today, um, is that dude Friday night at Citizens Bank Park. I don't know how they would do it, but, but have you seen, you know, Charlie Blackman, right? Like his, uh, his walk-up song. Baseball player? Yes, obviously you know him, but yeah. like you, yes. you, 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 <laughs> no, he asked the question, like, what? Of course I know. Charlie but you know Blackman. his walk-up song, 
where like I forget what you should have said. Do you know who Charlie Blackman's walk up? Do you know? But you know what I'm talking about in Colorado. Like the the walk up song is going and then it like cuts off and the whole crowd sings behind it. You know, yeah, I this sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't place it. But it sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, dancing on my own has this same ability to do that. at Citizens Bank Park on Friday where the whole crowd is singing. Yeah, on my own. it's a great idea. And I, idea. we got to find some way to do it, man, because it's it, it would have one of those moments where you look back and you're like, it would send you chills. Like, I, I, I don't want to start producing the Phil's video yearbook, but I feel like I could at this point. Like, I know what would work. I know what wouldn't work. Like having the whole crowd singing "Dancing on My Own," like as, you know, as someone's coming up to bat, or as like the Phils win, or whatever, like it would be a magical, magical moment that that everyone in the stands, I'm pretty sure, would just start weeping, and the the players in the field will be going crazy. I'm just saying, it, we got to find some way to do it. I know it's a quick turnaround because this is a song that no one knew about until uh, Monday, I think, in in Houston, or you know, maybe even just Saturday uh, in in St. Louis, but. I mean, it's it's got some it's got some potential here. It's got some potential of of this so- team's song. The city's all behind it, and I need it to to be worked into the mix in Citizens Bank Park on Friday night. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I love everything about what you said. Thank you. I think it, I think that type of moment would be magical. I, I'm right there with you. I love any kind of like you know, real crowd participation where it's, you know, choreographed and thought out. Well, there's and, no one better and, than, than that than Philadelphia, too. I mean, yeah, we're the best, exactly. We're the best I, in the I world. love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just wish the song didn't suck so much. Like, that's what. Well, you me. listened to the wrong version. Didn't you, didn't you that, play the Robin version of that? No. Uh, so, no, no, no. I played the original Caleb Scott version or whatever. And then I Mm-mm. played the Tiesto remix because everyone let me know. And both are trash. I have not heard the Robin version, but I would bet the Robin version is light years better than that one, I'm sure, because Robin's pretty good. But, like, either way, the song sucks. And yeah. maybe Robin's version is good. But all I know is the version the Phillies are using, which, trust me, 8,000 people let me know on Twitter on the Midday Show is the Calum Scott Tiesto yes. remix version yes. is, is we don't curse on this pod. It's dog bleep. That song. No, it is trash. but it is it's, it's something, trash, it's something that everyone song. can easily sing along to. And that's what makes it special. You know, Sweet Caroline's also a bad song, but you know what happens is that everyone comes together and sings Sweet it. Sweet Caroline in is harmony. light years better than that. That's song. fine. And I'm, I'm not even a huge Sweet Caroline fan. It's, it's, it's 10,000 times the song that one is. I'm just saying, but, I mean, but these are just. Facts. It doesn't matter when it talks about vibes and singing together. I mean, don't stop believing. I agree with you. I agree to... with you. No, that point holds. You are correct. It could be. I mean, people sing fight songs. Like, and, and you know, obviously we have some good ones here, but they're not all fight songs are good. There's dumb stuff that people sing together. I mean, come on. You know, all that matters is the group effort of it. I correct. agree with you. It's a great idea, and I fully support it. I just wish the song didn't suck. That's my take. Well, we had the perfect song, and then they traded Mickey, so that's on the fills. But. We uh we survive and we move on and this team is is special and uh you know we had talked a lot about this team being different and it's nice that they actually are different they actually are different they're playing different baseball they're playing winning baseball and they believe buddy they believe that they can go into any place and win and it's just it's so weird after the I don't know I mean decade that we've been through here <laughs> of just losing baseball. To see them do this, it's so, it's just fascinating. They get, they, they've almost flipped a switch, James, where they're like, you know what? We are pretty good and we can do some damage. 
And it's just so weird having that confidence in your in your team again and seeing the city just fall for them. You know, like seeing the city get behind a baseball team is just it is so special. Um, and they're becoming our guys more and more uh, as the days go on here. You know, I mean, obviously, we don't want to have fun in the closer position anymore. That's fine. Uh, we could use Reese and Schwarber getting hot at the top of the lineup. That'd be great. But they're winning baseball games. They're playing smart baseball. They are uh, having fun. You know, Mundo Sosa feels like, you know, there's a photo of him doing something funny every single game. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they're just, they are, they are developing in front of our eyes. And, and I just, I, I can't wait for tomorrow to see what they do. Yeah. Who'd have thunk that the, uh, you know, best baseball we ever saw the Phillies play during the history of this podcast would be the the three postseason games that they played when we finally got there. Yeah, you just know, like we playing, all expected. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, it's especially after playing like crap for the majority of September and barely getting anyone excited for the playoffs. Like, I mean, they've been awesome. And to your point, like you said for the first two, I'll throw this one into it too. Is you know we we had a seven and one loss earlier this season. Uh, let us not forget. And as they mentioned, the Broncos, the Phillies had two games of seven run leads that they blew this year. Like it feels like we lose. All three of these games, you know, for the last, you know, the, the history of this podcast, we lose all three of those games. And like in the history of this podcast, whenever we're we have a podcast to record, it's always like, oh, they lose it to to make the pod more depressing than it should be when things are good. Like they just they just they just keep feeling different, Jack. This, this whole thing so far feels different. And it's team it's of pretty, destiny, buddy. It's, team it's, of it's, destiny vibes. Now, when tomorrow? Pretty awesome. Now, when tomorrow, I need Zach Willard to go out and shove him. I mean, you need Zach Willard to shove tomorrow with yeah. after what yeah. happened today with the bullpen. Like, you desperately need Zach to bring it tomorrow. It is a massive, massive game. Give me a shutout. On the, give me a shutout yeah. on the road. Yeah, game shutout. You know what? You know what? It'd be the new Roy Holiday. Throw a perfect game instead of a th- throwing a no-hitter. I mean, yeah. that's fair, right? We could end it. End it. End it tomorrow. <laughs> step on a throat. Make it 2-0. Come back to Friday night on at Citizen Bank Park for the first time in a decade and have a party. It, it, it could be a party on Friday night. I love it so much. I'm so freaking happy. Uh, all right. Uh, you got any final thoughts, Fritzy? Man, uh, f- waiting for 437 tomorrow is going to be absolutely Torture. excruciating. Uh, although I have, I think I've, Every year, uh, I figure out something that is 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 going to be important and going to be my uh, superstition. You know, uh, we talk about 08. I had the perfect spot, perfect chair, mm-hmm. uh, and we got mm-hmm. we got Same in a rhythm. Thing with the Eagles run. I remember you had to have that one spot in the studio. I yep. remember all this stuff. A perfect yes, spot. Very, well, yes, you are very weird about all this. I'm just saying, the Darren Dalton jersey is three and zero, and oh, buddy, and, and doing a pregame vibe check video, seeing where everyone's at. Perfect three and zero. So we ride I mean, tomorrow. You could, you could say recording a playoff game after uh, recording a high hopes pot after a playoff game is a perfect three and zero at this point. Yep, yep, yep. And saying hi to James every day—that's that's also three and zero. So, You're right. but You're right. don't change anything. It's important right now. I don't care if they, you know you haven't showered or whatever. Yeah, it's it's too important right now. You're gonna have to stink for a little bit. Um, it, it, whatever it takes at this point. So. The Darren Dalton jersey will be on tomorrow, as I expect to do another post game, uh, post playoff game win podcast. Yeah, and you're involved tomorrow. I mean, you're part of the team tomorrow. I know. You know, 
Very Producing excited. the game, big guy, big game. Well, they know it's a is big it, game. Yeah, it's the biggest game of your life is the biggest game of your life. Well, again, exactly. they're calling in the right guy to produce the game because as someone sure. that never lost a high school playoff game, I know a, a thing or two about winning That's big games. Point. So yeah. they know, you know, they, they decided it was, you know, his what is it, my third game I've produced all year. It comes in the postseason. Some guys step up, some guys don't, and I'm here to step up tomorrow. I just think Fransky and LA needed you. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's what I think it is. You know, they were like, you know what? Come on, guys. We need Jack. You know, LA's traveling. The least Jack could do is come in and, you know, sit down and bring it for us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, road yeah. LA. Well, I'm very proud of him yeah. for, for going yeah. out there and no, gutting it out cool. on the road. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty exciting and it makes it all that much more magical and all that type of stuff. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. At some point, again, aforementioned, Jack has to bruise the game. So it might be a later night pod than normal or whatever but obviously we'll be back and um man it's awesome like this is really 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 awesome right now jack this is really really awesome he's for it himself <laughs>